Welcome to Montrose Podcast, the official podcast of Montrose School here in Medfield, Massachusetts, where girls are called to greatness. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, and I'm very happy that you can join us. Maybe you're an avid supporter of Montrose, a current parent, or a friend of the school. Or maybe you're new to Montrose, an independent school for girls in grades 6 through 12, inspired by the teachings of the Catholic Church. Here, young women achieve academic excellence in a rich liberal arts environment by developing enduring habits of mind, heart, and character. Thanks for joining us as we explore topics that highlight the power of a Montrose education and how it affects the world around us. Mention the words middle school, and most people might think of the most awkward years of their lives. While no one can take the awkwardness out of adolescence, there's also a fantastic opportunity for learning during this highly developmental time. In this episode, we'll hear from both teachers and students about the middle school experience at Montrose. First up is English teacher and middle school coordinator, Becky Roberts. Her student's biggest fan, Becky shares what she loves about being a middle school teacher. She also gives us an overview of the middle school program at Montrose and her thoughts on teaching at this critical stage in girls' development. I love middle schoolers for a lot of reasons, but I think what I love most is um, their energy. And I don't, I don't mean like bouncing off the walls as they sometimes do, but rather the, like the intellectual energy they bring to my classes. So, um, you know, at this age, their, their brains are really growing and developing. They're learning so much. It's really elastic and they're really learning to reach new places with their critical thinking. And it just makes, working with them so much fun because there's so much potential that you're trying to pull out of them. And they're really open to that potential too. Like they're really excited about it. They get very excited about what they're learning. They're really happy to share it. Um, Sometimes that can be a challenge too, because they want to say everything all the time. We have to learn to channel it. Um, But I really love how excited they get about the learning and that, um, you know, and as a result, I learn so much from them as well. And in terms of how you do middle school here at Montrose, what do you think sets it apart? Like, what are the key factors for you of what you show up to do every day that make it different than it might be someplace else? Right. Well, I mean, I think one big piece for me is the all-girls environment. I think it's really important, especially in middle school. Um, you know, teachers who teach middle schoolers love them for a whole variety of reasons. And the the women who teach our middle schoolers here know our girls really well. Um, and because it's an all girls environment, we're really able to really target our teaching toward the kinds of learners that they are. And so we can really learn what is it that makes girls um, tick, what kinds of resources, what kinds of sort of pedagogy, what kinds of approaches should we be using that's best for girls, always keeping in mind sort of where they are developmentally. Um, and so that, that we're able to really focus on, uh, you know, girls in general or specifically, I think is really important um, to help them develop their voices and their confidence in the classroom at this really critical age, right? That is right. middle school. So it's really, really important there. And so, you know, we're able to do the kinds of projects or, um, you know, even in-class discussions that really highlight um, what we understand um, about how girls learn. 
um, and the kinds of support that they need from us as teachers um, as well. And, and what's going to pique their interest. I always feel like as, a, as a, a community of teachers, whenever there's a great idea, there's somebody else who says, yes, I love that too. Let's figure out how to connect it. And I think that makes the learning so much more alive for our girls and also to help them to see the connections between disciplines, right? It's, um, the liberal arts is, you know, core to what we're, what we're doing. And we really um, get to um, to shape that thinking in middle school, which I, I really appreciate too. I think it's great for the kids and it's great for sort of me as a teacher as well. Um, and tell me how so. with that stress on your curriculum and how you're doing interdisciplinary work and yeah. that kind of thing, how do you also fold in their character development? Yeah, well, I mean, what's great is that it's just sort of implicit in who we are and what we do. And so it's implicit in the vocabulary that we use in our classrooms. Um, it's part of, um, you know, sort of our overarching idea of how we approach the work with our girls. I mean, character is embedded in who we are as a school. Um, and that is the other piece that I really appreciate a great deal about Montrose is that, you know, it's not something that's happening alongside the other learning, but rather it's inside the, the learning, right? So we are intentional about how we make connections to questions of character, leadership, um, service to others. Um, and it's, you know, we're intentional about where we put it inside our curriculum and how we have those conversations. So, um, you know, in eighth grade, for example, our um, Sir, uh, we have a, a regular service project where we go to Thomas Upham and we work with the, the residents there. Um, and so those um, are the older folks in our community right, right here in Midfield that right you're in connecting students with. Exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, I think it's another piece, I suppose, of what sets apart Montrose generally, right, is that um, character development is embedded in our everyday, right? It's not... Um, it's not just something that we do occasionally. It's not something that we do in addition to. It's just... It is, right? It is. It's, it's, it's a part, part of and who part we are. Song. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really different than saying, okay, let's have an assembly today on this issue of right. ethics or character development. That's right. That's right. And we're um, not just concerned with developing characters so that they beca can become, you know, better students or, you know, that they can get good grades and things like that. So it's not just about performance and character, but it's really about trying to help girls understand fundamentally who they are, the choices that they're making, and really help them navigate the world, um, you know, with the right kinds of tools and mindset to do it. And I think it's amazing you're stressing that in the middle school years, yeah. because when you hear about what college admissions offices sure. want to know, they sure. want to know these kids, they want to know yeah. their authenticity. Right. And right. if they're really well-versed in who yeah. am I, then that's easy. Right. They don't have to stress out so much about it. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, fundamentally, in middle school, this is the age where they're asking that question. I and mean, that's the question that supersedes every other question, right? It's like, they want to know, who am I? Where do I fit in? How do I belong? They're constantly asking themselves that question. So if, we, if we're giving them the space to explore those answers in middle school, that's exactly the right time to be doing that. So again, recognizing that that's where our girls are, and that's, the, that's what they need. And they need tools to do that exploration. I mean, I think it just gives them this really um, sort of, it sets them up so nicely for the kinds of you know, challenges they may face in the future or opportunities they're going to have to have that good self-understanding starting now. Yeah. Right? Uh, I heard of a fun exercise that you did with all the middle school teachers mm -hmm. about why you love middle schoolers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what did that yield? 
Right. So yeah, at the beginning of the school year, I just asked them that question, right. As we're sort of sitting talking before um, the end of summer, as the girls are getting ready to come back. And I said, what is it that you love about teaching middle schoolers? Cause it's really important to sort of center ourselves with a purpose, right? Why do we love these girls? Uh, why do we love working with them? And it yielded all kinds of great, you know, great feedback, you know, everything from, you know, middle schoolers always laugh at my jokes, <laughs> which is so true, um, to, you know, they say the darndest things, to uh, this recognition of, you know, as I was talking about before, their sort of intellectual capacity and the way it's like exploding in middle school, um, their great deal of potential, their openness. Um, their, um, you know, we talked uh, too about the fact that, you know, even the parts of their personality that are harder, right? That sort of, they're constantly changing their minds and they're one day they're like this and the next day they're like the opposite. Even that, that series of contradictions, which is inherent in what it means to be an adolescent is something that teachers love because it's just, it's, um, it's interesting and it's fun and it's unique, um, you know, even for all its challenges. So it was a really good exercise and it helped us to sort of remember what it is that, you know, draws us to this age. Cause it's not, you know, not every teacher can teach middle school. No, it's not for the faint <laughs> of heart, not, as they say. It's not, it's not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows either. It's challenging. Um, girls at this age had, do face a lot of challenges and we're constantly trying to help them figure out how to navigate those. But, um, but it's very rewarding and, um, yeah, what's it's been a, a highlight for you, a particularly rewarding experience as you've been teaching middle schoolers? I mean, so uh, there are so many different things, but I think as an English teacher in particular, um, you know, now I'm teaching grades six through eight, which is really nice. So I get to see the girls develop. And in particular, I'm seeing how their voices develop over time as writers, I guess, specifically. Um, and one of the projects that we do across the middle school is this project called Letters About Literature. And it's um, it's a it's actually run by, or it used to be run by the Library of Congress, and it was a nation, nationwide con, uh, contest where a student will choose a book, um, or it could be a play, it could be any kind of um, piece of literature that moved them in some way. And the question always is, what uh, you know, what is it about this work that either changed your perspective of yourself or something about the world? And the assignment is to write to the author to answer that question, to explain how that book moved them in some particular way. And so what's been really fun for me is to see, um, you know, we do it in sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. So I do it every year. And to see the evolution of how girls are connecting to literature in different ways as they grow up and sort of as they develop has been really wonderful. Um, you know, last year in particular was a really successful year for our girls. Uh, with that competition, we had um, we had many honorable mentions in the contest, which was great. We had um, one student in the eighth grade um, who earned top honors in Massachusetts. So hers was the top letter and it moved on to the national competition. Wow. And, um, and two other girls, one uh, both in seventh grade last year, who um, their letters were honorable mention as well um, for that top competition. So it was really, really exciting. Um, and, but more than that, the letters are so authentic. Right. They're very authentically these girls. When you read them, um, you really believe and you understand how how this literature has touched their lives in very specific ways. Um, and it so it's nice to give to them those opportunities to really connect and to reflect. Right. Reflection is a, a big piece of what we do here, too. Uh, and an assignment like that really helps them to do that. 
which I think is important. Well, you were talking too about being purposeful, and when right. you see that come back to right. you about right. everything you're purposefully teaching, right? Wow, that's an aha right. moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that was a really nice sort of culminating um, activity and a really good highlight from from last year. And we'll do it again this year. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll have some great some great writing and thinking too. Great, I'm sure you will. Well, thank you for sharing that with our podcast listeners. Sure, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. In my previous schools, you know, you could visit a teacher for extra help and you could talk to them. But, you know, having that advisor one-on-one really helped. That's eighth grader Kate Novak. We'll hear from both Kate and her fellow eighth grader, Teresa Battinelli, about some of their experiences of being a middle schooler at Montrose. When we do the all school musicals, um, it really helps to be able to talk to an upper schooler who's done, you know, who's been here. And actually at the all school musical last year, we did Mary Poppins. That's the other one that I'm forgetting. The big one. Um, and we gave roses to the seniors who had for each of the plays they've done at Montrose. Um, so, you know, girls racked up 16 roses and 15 roses. And, um, but it was great to ask them like for advice, like, Oh, what do I do? You know, here, do you have any advice while watching me? Like what's something that we can do? Um, and I think that that was a great, um, a great help for me and, uh, for many other middle schoolers. So I'm the all school musical. I play soccer, basketball and lacrosse. And actually this year I made it on the varsity soccer team. Yeah. Good for (laughs) you. It's me and, um, three other eighth graders, which is crazy because I love playing soccer and it's just, I wanted to make varsity. Like, I felt like I could, but I just got nervous because there's, like, you know, seniors and it's all high schoolers and you're just, like, the little eighth grader. But, like, in the beginning, I was nervous, you know, because I'm, like, now we're, like, I'm, like, friends with, like, 12th graders and juniors. And it's just, it's really great. And that then, is great. Yeah. Now, yeah, you're just a teammate. Yeah. Right? Now it's just, like, it's no big deal. Tell me if you could talk to your sixth grade self who was <laughs> nervous about coming to Montrose. Yeah. What would you tell her now that you're in eighth grade? I think don't be worried about like schoolwork and stuff because all the teachers are there to like help you succeed. And if you're ever nervous or worried or if you're having trouble in a subject, just go to a teacher and they'll help you and just try your best because if you do the homework and if you do like the work, you'll do well, you know? What's your favorite thing about being a Montrose middle schooler? Um, I think big and little sisters probably, especially this year, like over middle school, I've had really like, I've had good big sisters, like people who I know and stuff. And this year, like being like an eighth grader and having a senior, it's really fun because we have like, we're going to like a graduation. We're going to, you know, like do, I think we have like a special thing where we like pin a flower or something on them. So it's like special because we're like the oldest of the middle school. They're the oldest of like the high school and the whole school. But then just like all the mantras traditions, like, um, like red and white team, cookie decorating, like and the Christmas skits and everything. It's all like super fun. <laughs> if you show as a teacher how committed you are to the work and, and purposeful thought about why you're doing what you're doing, then the students will kind of follow that example as well.
That's middle school English and history teacher Mary Aiden Hanrahan. Listen as she tells us more about the day-to-day work of teaching middle schoolers at Montrose. Whenever I tell people that I teach middle school, they're always like, oh, good for you. Like, you're a saint. We need middle school teachers. And it's true. Um, but I love teaching middle school. I think it's such a uh, special age time, a time in, in young women's lives. Um, because you do kind of get the middle between when they're kids and they really look up to, to adults. Um, and they're kind of just going along with what they're told to do because they're being told to do it. And um, high schoolers who really are searching for their independence and um, kind of want to do everything on their own and perhaps are a little bit less likely to engage with teachers or to engage in kind of silly activities at school um, or whatnot. I think middle school is kind of like that perfect in-between time when they're changing so much and they really need a lot of adult guidance. um, And they're still eager for, you know, adult guidance and adult approval but they um, are becoming really their own people and their own personality and their own likes and interests and dislikes are really starting to shine through. Um, And they're old enough um, to really tackle some meaty academic issues and some um, hefty, you know, intellectual conversations or um, starting to develop really impressive skill sets. But um, they're still young enough to kind of come to class and be goofy and be silly and say that funny thing and laugh at that funny thing. And um, I think it's kind of like the, the perfect mix of the good from both sets of ages. So mm-hmm. that's why I love teaching middle school. And I think um, unlike a lot of other schools, Montrose does a really impressive job of being purposeful about the types of interactions um, they want to foster between the older girls and the younger girls. Um, Tell me more about that. Sure. So so there's the obvious like big sister, little sister program matching up, you know, eighth graders with 12th graders, um, et cetera. So that girls can foster a one-on-one connection with um, a girl who's in an older grade and an older time in their life. Um, and I think that's really key and really important. But I've also noticed that it seems like there are a lot of really strong and really excellent relationships between older girls and younger girls um, outside of the big sister, little sister relationship. Um, I think, you know, through extracurriculars, um, there are a lot of those relationships developed on the soccer field or the field hockey field or in um, singing groups or in clubs or um, tournaments or what, what have you. Um, and I think it's really a testament to the older girls and Montrose in general for instilling in the high school students the importance of being a good mentor to younger kids and um, what it looks like to kind of take on that responsibility and that leadership, um, but leading through example and leading through relationships rather than the typical thought of, you know, a leader just kind of tells people what to do. So what are ways in eighth grade civics that you give them as Mm -hmm. opportunities to try on this mantle of leadership? Mm -hmm. Um, We are going to do a lot of discussion um, and a lot of dialogue and a lot of debate. Um, and kind of thinking about how to scaffold it in a way um, and give girls the language that they need in order to approach a conversation where they have a difference of opinions. Um, Specifically later on in the year, as they get a little bit older and a little bit closer to high school, we're going to have units that are talking, thinking about um, how the government has changed over time, specifically in the second half of the 20th century and the 21st century, um, and a lot of kind of um, current event topics and hot button issues, both through history and today, um, and have girls think about what their opinion is, 
um, what the historical opinion was. Um, I'm also going to um, structure a lot of conversations where girls are asked to argue for sides of debates that might not necessarily align with their own opinion. Um, it's a great exercise. Yes. So that way they have to think, uh, put themselves in somebody else's shoes, think about the rationale and the reasoning behind why someone might have a difference of opinions and practice um, structuring an argument that's based on logic and evidence rather than just kind of like emotion or um, rhetoric or vitriol. People think of history as just like reading a textbook, boring old stuff. So obviously the civics curriculum is combating that view and being able to do it during an election cycle. I don't think there's any better way to show how appropriate and um, relevant this type of learning is. Now we'll hear from seventh graders Elena Sereva and Celia Cahill-Ferrella as they give us a window into their roles in student government this year at Montrose. We do service projects and I think that's actually pretty fun because I got paired up with a new student with one buddy from um, the preschool across the street and we really talked about them. We got to know them and while getting to know the buddies, we also got to know each other more. And they paired up, like, basically new students and old students to be one of the buddies, like, big sisters almost, which really helped us, like, you know, kind of do that theme of connections this year, which is, like, connecting with somebody else from, like, across the street and kind of helping out them with whatever they want to do. So you're saying that in the sort of preschool buddies program, you'd be matched up with someone who was in your class in sixth grade last year. Yeah. But, or someone who might be new in seventh grade yeah. this year, and together you would be buddies to a preschooler. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I was talking this morning how even though it's a great experience for you and you get to really know your partner and your little kid, you realize that it's also a life-changing moment for the kid themselves. I was talking about how um, the main like the preschooler teachers were telling us that every day they'd be across the street and when they see one of us go by, they'd be super excited just seeing bigger people or role models. (laughs) Yeah, the big kids. Um, Just seeing them and being around them is like a great experience for them. They, if you ask them a lot of questions and are really enthusiastic, you really see them have fun. And um yeah, they, they just, you see so many smiles, and it, it's really hard. It's good to see them grow over the year, which is really exciting. Yeah. To zip up their coats, even if it's something simple like drinking out of their cup and not spilling it. It's still <laughs> something that they can learn, and it's really nice to watch. Everyone is friends here. There's no, like... People don't judge here. Yeah, there's... I mean, obviously, there's always a little bit of trauma because there. it's, I mean, seventh grade, it's, every class has it. But you, Montrose is just such a welcoming school. And even though they're very high in education and they're very focused on that, we still have so much fun. We do so many different things throughout the year, like Big and Little Sister or Red and White teams, that it just makes it feel like a second home, I would say. It's just such a big part of your life that um, I had a relationship with a senior who left last year, and she said, um, when she looked on Google Maps, that it said, your home is on North Street. Because <laughs> she was there so much. She was here so much that 
it actually thought she lived at Montrose. And I thought that was so funny because it's actually true. Like, you go to games after school, you do you do clubs, you just are there for most of the day, and it really makes it a part of something that you get to look forward to every night. Yeah. The moment you come into Montrose, you just feel loved and somebody cares about you. Lastly, we'll hear from middle school science and math teacher Linda Galasso and art teacher Christina Marge about what they love about teaching middle schoolers at Montrose. They're open-minded, they're ready to learn, they're joyful. Like you don't always think of middle schoolers coming in. Yes, they have their, you know, they have all their, you know, their friends and they'd like to talk with their friends, but they are really still ready to learn and ready to sit down and be, um, have such a positive attitude and their energy level is mm -hmm. out of this world and they're ready to put it wherever you help them channel that energy which just makes it fun. They're old enough to handle a challenge so you can really get them involved in something. You're not just like you're saying, so how can this work? Help, help figure this out. And they love that challenge to come up and, and actually do it. So I know in our math classes um, in the middle school, we're doing a lot more team approach. So we're like saying, here's a problem. How are you going to solve it? What do you need to know? How are you going to get there to solve it? Not just me sitting up there at the board saying, this is how we do this problem. Right, or always looking for one answer. Right. So how best can you figure it out? And they may all come up with a different answer. As long as they come to the right final answer, that's pretty exciting. The girls, you know, if they're struggling with some things, we also build in a time um, for either extended work or help with subjects during resource so that the girls can come see the teachers at resource to get any extra help they need or an extra challenge that they would like. Um, we have the National Honor Society high school girls will come in and tutor the girls in whatever subject. So that's something that I don't know that I mean, it happens at some schools, but not all the time. But there's a very close connect between the high schoolers and the middle schoolers. Everybody learns differently. So if they can figure out how to connect um, different disciplines, then they figure out wh where their strengths are and, and how to learn. I've heard about the wonderful interdisciplinary work that you've done with Becky Roberts in eighth grade, but tell me more about that because I've only heard sort of yeah. just the, the idea. Right. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, we have been working on what's called the autobiographical uh, portfolio. In Becky Roberts' class, they create uh, writing pieces. They're creative writing pieces that are based on specific topics. Um, and in the art class, they are working with the exact same topics, but transforming them into visual arts pieces. So for instance, um, the, uh, one of the assignments called Where I'm From is created in two ways by their, um, in, in their English class, they create a, it's a poem, Where I'm From. And they create their own creative writing piece based off of that. In the arts class, they look at the artwork of David Hockney, who created a huge, huge, beautiful body of work of landscapes based on um, his home in Yorkshire, England. And we use his work as the inspiration for their beautiful 
um, oil pastel drawings that are based on what they consider where they are from. And it doesn't have to be the hometown that they live in right now. It can be a summer home where they go to every year. It can be, uh, you know, where their grandparents live or something like that. So they take just the landscape elements, not necessarily the architectural elements. And they take the feeling and they try to understand what's the feeling that I get and what does it look like? And they recreate that, that place with their pastels inspired by David Hockney's work. It's a lot of fun. We want to extend a very special thanks to our middle school teachers and students for sharing their reflections with us. Please visit our website, montroseschool.org, to learn about upcoming events like the Life Compass Speaker Series. The next talk on Tuesday, November 5th is Making the Best of Stress by Deborah farmer Chris. Also, mark your calendar for Curriculum Night on Thursday, November 21st. Until next time, I'm your host, Mary Cahill-Farella, broadcasting the power of a Montrose education. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Montrose Podcast. Please subscribe so that you'll be the first to know about future episodes and share the podcast with your friends and family. If you'd like to donate to Montrose Podcast, your gift will go directly to tuition assistance, a critical part of our mission to keep a Montrose education accessible. Thank you for doing your part to plant the seeds of lifelong Montrose friendships and ensure that each Montrose graduate takes with her a life compass to navigate the challenges beyond Montrose and seize opportunities to shape our changing world. Thank you.